0: you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, 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 and it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right, roll it.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of questions from a couple of listeners. And That
1: is the tooth.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth. You're feeling wacky, Andy.
1: Sure. Well, you know, uh, teeth are on my mind, obviously. Uh, dreams where you lose teeth. <laughs> I went to the dentist, and I use an electric toothbrush now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. So many teeth thoughts in my head. Naomi, what's going on with you? What are you feeling? How are you doing?
0: I I think I'm just getting my head back right and present in the moment in time. Like, okay, yes, we are in Los Angeles. The taping has happened. Maybelline's in remission. Like, okay, okay right now we're like back now I'm okay I'm getting back okay yes granted there is the delta variant okay <laughs> granted <laughs> like, it is more transmissible and we should avoid each other now more than ever I think yeah. we have but this brief I do feel slightly born anew society had a remission. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very brief remission, right though. back to stage
1: four Ooh, stage baby. four dystopia
0: it's okay it's okay we have each other we have our love and we yeah. have our podcast yeah well hey
1: look that's what <laughs> i think that is the point of us doing this show yeah. is to give us uh, uh some brief joy to give the listeners some brief joy in the middle of this
0: <sighs> difficult time let's just get past it Andy. Right. we have to get to a very fun episode
1: oh this episode is great before we get into it though naomi yes please um we got you know what we love to do on this show get follow-ups from people love and f advice too i don't remember what episode we answered this person's anonymous's question on but i do remember the question do you want to read uh they, they wrote to yes. uh, give us a follow-up
0: absolutely I wanted to leave a voicemail because I know y'all like to hear where we are at emotionally, but I couldn't get it together. I'm a repeat caller, LOL, and y'all, an esteemed guest, gave stellar advice each time. Thank you. To recap, I'm the one whose boyfriend was depressed, and along with having a full-time job, I had to take care of most of the housework and cat duty. He admitted that he let me because he knew I would if things got past a certain point. We still haven't officially broken up, but we have talked about our relationship and saving-slash-preserving-our-friendship. I I asked what we were, and he said friends with benefits, though the benefits haven't been sexual. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) I leased a place after our couple's therapist suggested we focus on ourselves and waited months to move in, and finally, I moved in a few weeks ago, and it has been great. Since I'm moderately allergic to cats, his keeping the cats has been literally a relief, though I miss the cuddles. Now the update. Things are great for me, but I can tell he's not taking care of himself. I want to help, but I feel like it's important that he become independent. Thanks for everything. Anonymous. P.S. Naomi, I love the ice cream and coffee idea. My sister's family got me addicted to whipped cream while I dog sat for them. I think my next cup of coffee will have both. Here's a pic of my new view slash breakfast window. And there's a- From the new apartment. It's gorgeous. And there's whipped cream and some coffee. (laughs) And you know- Oh, and it's in a Simpsons mug. Okay, so that's for you, Andy. That's a nod to you. So I want to say thank you for this follow-up. I am so proud of you and happy for you for finding a new place, finally moving in. And you are right. Letting him be independent. Yeah. If he ain't taking care of himself, he gonna have to learn how to take care of himself. You coming up in there, ain't gonna do him no favors in the long run. And also I like that he said... You are friends with benefits, but I sound like the benefits were his ass. <laughs> you cleaning sure. up everything. The benefits <laughs> were
1: literally like when you, are you know, when you're at work and you're like, oh, what are the health, what exactly. are my health care benefits?
0: Right. He's it's like, like I, that kind of thing. Right. He's like, I have four vacation days. These <laughs> are the benefits of this relationship. So, you did good, and I'm very happy for you. Yeah, relationships. I,
1: no matter how many people, whether you're poly or monogamous or whatever you are it's got to be everyone's got
0: to be independent coming together yes 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 absolutely what you know y- you can't take care of somebody else if you can't take care of yourself that's just a fact ooh I well come know. on we all know I right that on t t-shirt i mean it's the old it's the old airplane model put on your mask before helping <clears> someone else i keep
1: uh, pitching t-shirt ideas you love a t-shirt idea.
0: no one ever bites i mean we still have so <laughs> many jubu t-shirts okay available for purchase <laughs> well, i'm hoping they really fly off the shelves yeah, I, after my netflix i special. think when your
1: special lands then people will be like "Ooh, i want one of those but i also uh, i posted when when uh, mabel uh when we got the news that mabel was in remission i posted a bunch of pictures of her and um lauren lapkiss wrote mabel is lord <laughs> <laughs> exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark and i'm like what a great idea for a t-shirt mabel's face (laughs) yep and it just says mabel is
0: lord (laughs) yes i like the idea of mabel's face but then you sort of like dress her in robes like religious robes Uh you know mabel is lord and then he does her two paws together as though she's in prayer (laughs) uh would anyone buy that (laughs) t-shirt mabel is lord
1: i don't know but uh anonymous uh, i'm so glad that uh we helped in any small way
0: i'm that just proud could. of anonymous
1: yeah yeah um speaking of people we're proud of i'm proud of
0: <laughs> how great our guest is i know especially because this, this person is an actual friend of ours yes. so it's like i'm proud that we have this friend today's guest is none other than writer comedian drag queen h Allen scott also known as sadie pines a H. Allen is one of the hosts of the podcast "You're Making It Worse," along with Elliot Glazer and Brent Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Also been on the show before. Also, the subject and creator of the documentary "Latter Day Jew," and hosted the long-running Golden Girls podcast out on the Lanai.
1: That was our first podcast we did in Los Angeles. I know. That's how we knew we'd make it. Yeah, we
0: were we were invited to guest in a podcast. There was a cat in the apartment, and we said. We can make it here. I was like, I'll do your Golden Girls podcast. I'll do your
1: Empty Nest podcast. <laughs> I'll do your... I can't remember what else was on Saturday nights when I was a kid. But those, that was, those were my big
0: Saturday nights. I know. Nights. I remember watching Empty Nest. I, or maybe I feel like... I very distinctly remember maybe I changed the channel whenever I saw the man walking on the beach, the opening credits of Empty <laughs> Nest. And I was like, this is not for me anymore. But... um, What was the guy's name? I Edgar? don't remember. I want to say it's Edgar.
1: It's not. It's not. <laughs> but, but Naomi, before we get into the show, I want to say one thing. We did mention t-shirts before if you ever want to get a t-shirt we have many we have the uh gotta miss a bitch t-shirt we got the uh couples therapy
0: quarantine crew t-shirt the
1: logo we got lots of them if you go to uh the link tree in the bio of either uh instagram or twitter you can get them and naomi you do have a show coming up you know you've been not doing shows in the wake of after you know having to do stand-up every night for two months to (laughs) get ready for your special. But But you
0: do have a show coming up. Absolutely. Sunday, September 5th, I will be performing on Patton Oswalt's show at Largo here in Los Angeles. Largo does require proof of vaccination to enter, and it is going to be a very fun show. So come through. You can go to LargoLA.com, Largo-LA.com. Also, Andy, the name of the man, the actual... Character? Richard Mulligan. I know Richard, Richard Mulligan, Mulligan. but the character was Dr. Harry Weston. Dr. Harry Weston. And he had two adult daughters. Two adult daughters. Harry Weston, adult daughters.
1: Two adult daughters. How's that for a t-shirt?
0: That should be a two title adult- of a show. <laughs> two adult daughters.
1: <laughs> hey, save that gold for when you're pitching, Naomi. <laughs> All right, let's get to H. Allen. Roll it. Before we started recording, Naomi's uh, taping a, an episode of Search Party. Yeah. I can say this, right? It doesn't matter. Maybe
0: I didn't agree with her.
1: <laughs> she might That's... be taping an episode of Search Party. And I said, there's there's an actor in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, Naomi, oh, are you gonna be able to do a scene with your sex idol?
5: <gasps> Who's, and, I, and she couldn't
1: figure out and I had to go through every possible like I couldn't think of the guy's name. I was like, Dr. Malcolm. Uh you know, he you have a shirt with his face on it. Your sex idol.
3: I couldn't, couldn't. Jeff Goldblum.
5: <laughs> now, now can
3: I tell you something about Jeff Goldblum? Because I have something for you. Speaking Ooh. of your sex idol, about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so years ago, when I used to work out accurately and regularly, I <laughs> went to the Crunch Fitness in West Hollywood. Right. Mm, my and God. Jeff Goldblum was also a member of the Crunch Fitness in West Hollywood, and so Uh-oh. was um, Jane Lynch. By the way, she would work out oh. on the elliptical with me next to me a lot. I, we would never Ooh. communicate, but I'd yeah. always be like commitment good for you um, <laughs> but Jeff Goldblum enjoyed a nice little steam from time mm, to time and yes. Jeff Goldblum is a very large man you know he's very yeah, big he's tall, his yeah. legs are very long and he of course has a wide stance he's he's one of the more like the the what is that called when the man have the legs apart on the subway man spreading like, yeah, man spreading yeah, yeah. He, but his is the man spreading that I would accept because he is so large you know he has to he's like a <laughs> jolly green giant and let me tell you that gold bloom. Has a gold bloom. I mean, wow. I,
0: we're not surprised.
3: That, that, I mean, who would be surprised? Exactly. But it's like, you know how, like, you remember that scene of Jurassic Park when they're seeing the water shake and then they look up yeah. and the dinosaurs coming? That's how I was when I saw Jeff Goldblum's gold bloom. <laughs> I, I'm the little girl from Jurassic Park, just amazed. <laughs> That's me with my oh sweat my quivering on my face. <laughs>
0: but I know that, like, you know, he was up in the crutch of West Hollywood mm-hmm. where there are a lot of gay men knowing he was like, I want to turn heads like yeah. he's there for yeah. the
3: ego boost you know he, he was literally he writes it off on his taxes as community service
2: that's what he does
3: <laughs> like it's a tax deductible community service for him showing his junk to me in, in 2015 or whatever oh my god this is weird Goldblum.
1: not weird but like i don't know what adjective i want to use my brain's no longer working anymore uh <laughs> but like do you think like very famous people like do certain things knowing that people will talk about them oh, like of do a certain thing mm. like of- he knew if you saw his gold bloom that <laughs> you would that well, it would be a a topic of conversation at salons all across the city
3: <laughs> see for him i don't think it was for him i think he was actually just enjoying a nice sauna moment, like I really do, I genuinely do, because he seems like he's in his head, kind of insane, an artist, kind of kooky. <laughs> he talks really weird. He probably opens mm-hmm. sentence with with like blessings. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those. <laughs> he's one of those people, and so like I give him a pass because I don't think he would do that. That said, I do think celeb, definitely celebrities do that, one thousand percent. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's the best way to get like great word of mouth. Right, a grassroots campaign if you
0: will. Yeah. <laughs> to just yeah. get in a sauna. And <laughs> totally. all over town. That's going mean, to be my I... FYC campaign. Yes. If I everyone I not saw... just go naked in saunas?
3: <laughs> I once saw what's his name, the Irish actor who had that sex tape a couple years ago. Um Colin Farrell. I once mm-hmm. saw him at We Spa, Korean spa here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And you know, I couldn't help but be like I get you want to go, like, you could probably afford, like, a very high-end spa. Yeah. Why are you coming to Wee Spa? So, like, that one I was a little questionable on. He also he also has a good feral. <laughs> you know I mean? It's very, his gold bloom is also a nice little bloom. Oh,
0: yeah. my God. Okay, now.
1: <laughs> wow, we have fully turned it to Have I turned
3: off all of the sponsors? I think I might have. I think... Within the first second. No, every not at all,
0: left. but you, you know,
1: know
3: I'm
0: sex negative, so <laughs> hearing about ferals and blooms, I can't take it. Um, he, now- has, he has quite a feral colon.
1: A <laughs> colon feral has quite I didn't a quite see feral. the colon. Can I wish colon? I saw the colon. I was trying to <laughs> t- 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 I t- I match
0: the gold bloom.
3: I mean, unless he fell like. In the thing, and the, li- well, I, we don't even need to go there. We're fine. We're fine. Now, H.
0: Alan, can yes. we talk about you being, you know, on Couples Therapy? We're going to answer some relationship questions. I'm here for you. But, you know, it's good for the listener. It's good for us to know where you're coming from when you're giving yeah. these answers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your backstory. And you have been in a long-term relationship for what, three years now?
3: Uh, Yeah, going on about three, four years maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, 2017. So what is it, almost yeah. four years?
0: Yeah, and if you count twenty twenty, that's really about twelve years.
3: Yeah, I yes, just So definitely. that's beautiful. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's great. It's 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 a nice little sort of you know. It was a nice little surprise because I wasn't expecting it, nor was I looking for it. Which is what they always say. Wow. But.
1: And in the space of that time, how many celebrity schwances have you seen?
3: Oh, well, quite a bit, actually, because we have <laughs> many queens who come over here to get changed, because Michael, my boyfriend, does is a designer, and there's there's a lot of nudity in this house, because everyone's changing all the time for costume fittings and stuff, and there's a lot of tucking happening in this house mm, there's so, a lot of mm-hmm. course there's a lot of open nudity happening yes okay so i've okay. seen a lot of celebrity schlongs
4: do you want to
0: tell <laughs> yes. everyone your address in case they want to stop by for all I of mean, this open nudity? Swing on
3: through just slide into those dms y'all <laughs> i have a ring camera for my cat down there you might get a show
5: log in <laughs>
0: um but you've been together and you were saying you were not looking for it but it is no. true like you know for instance you you also co-host the podcast you're making it worse mm-hmm. and you know you Elliot Brent you know you kind of bond over or bonded over and talk about you know feeling like how you're not part of gay culture in the way yeah. it's kind of performed and canonical why don't we call it
1: canonical when I would, I refer- Yeah. i what I don't know what you might call, it, but like what I call like canonical straight culture, I call it beer commercial ideology. I yes. call it
3: <laughs> okay, like yes. the
1: kind of like if you grew up being like, all I want to do is play volleyball on the beach with no. some babes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that's Which like- I've
3: never wanted to do. Not <laughs> right. first off right. first off, it's outdoors. It's at the beach. I don't yeah. even ever want to be at the beach unless I'm fully covered with an umbrella and a Starbucks nearby. And <laughs> It involves like sweat activity which I'm not going to do.
0: I'm with you. I do not like to sweat in public. Mm. I
3: am yeah. very much on your or side private. with this.
0: No. Or private.
1: That's you know, true just yeah. sweat, period.
3: <laughs> just sweat period. period is bad. Yeah. Yeah, no. You hear
1: that song going to make you sweat, and you're just, you're just turning <laughs> off
0: the radio. Exactly. You know H. We, Allen, don't I mean, support him.
3: The I want to go back us, to
0: my question. Nope. Yes, but I agree. Tell us I, about y- the three of us.
3: The three of us, uh, Elliot, Brent, and I. We on your making it worse. We do represent sort of like three different factions of queer men, I would say. Um, and and with me, it's more like queer, sort of you know, open to all of the spectrums of gender and what th- that expression is. But Brent is definitely more of the curmudgeon. You know what uh, I mean? Brent uh, is Brent is the one who I would always kind of be like, if <laughs> if someone's going to yell at a homosexual, it's going to be Brent. <laughs> um, and, and 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 Elliot's kind of in the middle, where like you know what I mean? He's a he's a bit he's there's a questioning there, but he's also very open to the idea of like all kinds of crazy things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah whatever like all the gay stuff and then i am very much the gay one i am like Uh full-on like drag is happening like Mm -hmm. queer is happening like you want to talk about sex parties let's go i want to have this conversation (laughs) and dialogue with you like we are very sex positive body positive love positive that is Mm -hmm. me but that's and 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 in a weird way in on the podcast we kind of like i feel like we represent a lot of different people because gay people there's not we're not a monolith like we're not like all just one type and attracted to one type and do one thing. And there is a market out there for queer people who feel a little bit outside the mainstream, who don't fit in WeHo or Chelsea, or they fit yeah, they don't fit yeah, into yeah, that yeah. box and they need that outlet. And we are their outlet.
0: That is very true. But I will say like, so I met you first in New York, do, you know, I think you were visiting at the time doing stand-up. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. So long and, ago. So long ago. But like, I didn't know all your business, but isn't Michael the first boyfriend you've had in a little while? Had it been a little while? I
3: mean, I had, I was always kind of prone to not care about relationships because I was always very much like, I will live that Diane Keaton life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like adopt a child at like 50. Like that would be my life. I just assumed. Because I mean, I, 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 the idea of like cohabitating with someone was very sort of just like, I need space. I need. Mm my own thing. I need to watch my own shit. I don't want anyone else telling me what to do and I also know best. Like, I do know best. So, <laughs> I, it, it was never in sort of, it wasn't like I was not wanting to have a relationship. I just, it just, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't part of my life. You know what I mean? It didn't I just matter. To kind like, of, it wasn't like, yeah. you were
0: like, I'm missing something. No. I wasn't,
3: like, I didn't feel like I was missing yeah. anything and then, you know, Michael was different. Like, it was, it just, it was unexpected and different mm. And it, and it molded in a way that, you know our lives we were very much in sync both creatively and and just as a relationship and also like in the creative part was a big part of it too like i think in a lot of ways i didn't know i was looking for a creative partner in a lot of mm-hmm. ways and and michael served that purpose as well so yeah it just kind of happened and worked
1: Wait, what was your dating life before, were you act- were you actively dating, were you just hooking up, like, what was it like? There was a lot of hooking up,
3: there was some dating, I had dated a few guys here and there who also were sort of of the same mind, that they never really wanted to be in a relationship, so it was just kind of fun to, like, have someone regular to, like, cook dinner with sometimes, and watch TV with, and, like, have that, but then they leave, and go mm. back to their place, <laughs> right. and I did that for many, many years, and it was it was okay, but, like, and, well, and it was great. It was great. But, like, I also, I didn't know what I was missing. Do
2: mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, and, yeah, Nor did I care about what I was missing. I was just sort of, like, doing my own thing. But I also, part of me also thinks those years, especially in my, like, early 30s, those, those, those first few years were, like, I was kind of bouncing around. I didn't really know what I wanted or what I was doing, both professionally and personally. And I just kind of figured out who I was, over those years, or really tried to work to figure it out. And I think meeting Michael was a part of that process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, hold on a second. Just a, as a parenthesis. Sex parties. When you said that.
3: <laughs> oh. I knew of the two of you, you were going to go there.
1: <laughs> well, no, just like it seems so unsavory to me.
3: Mm, No.
1: are you 80 years old no
3: not at all the one I used to go to had red vines at it it was delicious I would go I love a red vine especially if it's a nice with a nice little root beer you bite off the top you bite off the bottom you put it in you drink your root beer like I love it they didn't have root beer there unfortunately but a coke worked fine and it like and it was it was such a strange little moment where it was like this organized sex party where you go into this place where they're having it and everyone's basically wearing like sometimes nothing or like Harnesses or whatever the gay people wear. I don't know. I didn't wear any of that because I was more like a, again, I'm Diane Keaton, so I came in with layers.
1: And <laughs> came in with a, a <laughs> giant hat on, yeah, yes. a plague yeah. doctor mask, yeah. a coat.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually think I remember I wore jean shorts, nothing on underneath, <laughs> and suspenders and like a, a like a tank top sort of thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, I, of course, I did come in in a hat and a nice little cover up too. A nice little <laughs> shawl sort of moment for like me entering and exiting. So I looked appropriate, but yeah, that's what that's what I wore. And even that, what I was wearing, even though I was, you know, basically kind of almost like summertime naked or whatever, um, I was still more clothed than literally everybody there. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, they had red vines at it, and you would go from room to room, (laughs) and people would be doing things, and I would be snacking on red vines, enjoying (laughs) the moment. You know, it was like a nice little museum trip.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: I mean, I didn't ask to be prurient. I, I, it's just more like I want to know the reality of
0: prurient. What is
1: prurient? Lascivious.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm not afraid to say when I don't know a word. Okay? No, I'm
3: the same girl. I'm the I'm same. just yes. like,
0: you want to give us a $20 word? You yeah. have to tell me the $5 version. <laughs> you want to give us a high education word? I'm going to need a backstory. Mm-hmm. I, I, I yes. didn't mean
1: to ask about it just to just to be like ooh, titillated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No. I'm, I just want, like the reality of this kind of, it's so foreign from like what my life is like. It's but
3: very I, foreign to, I think, straight people.
1: Yeah, I can't not be curious about what the reality yeah. is. Because the only thing I, I'll ever see is like on a TV show, someone goes into a room and everyone's wearing a mask or something
3: like yeah. that. Yeah. Very eyes wide shut. Yeah. Know, where's Nicole? Or,
0: the, or that episode <laughs> of Doom Patrol where like she <laughs> thought she was having a housewarming and then if it was a <laughs> sex party. Yes, yes. That was very upsetting to no, me. No, I that mean, the one I went do
3: that to. to her. Or the one I used to go to was very um, organized, and it mm. was like out of space, and like a lot of people would go. But I also went to like some house party ones too, and those is are it... a little bit less formal. There's box wine there, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like less,
5: less there, organized.
3: Is
0: there like a vetting process? Is it? Yeah, like, you I often I mean? didn't cut
3: the vetting process. <laughs> I will say <laughs> there were times I was I was invited Jesus. and then uninvited. I will say there is one party that I was invited to and then uninvited to from a very Accomplished comedy television writer, who who may have or may not have made shows for you know women who are desperate and maybe married and um and, and and have a have live on a lane you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I was uninvited to that one, because I didn't pass, I guess, the pretty test.
5: Oh, um, my Jesus. You
3: never know, but you know. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, you never know, but you know. <laughs> and so, so, yeah. So there are definitely some that I was uninvited to. Um, but, yeah, and you, you just, there, there is sometimes a, 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 you have to pass a certain test of, whatever i don't i never i never ran the party so i was mm-hmm. never you know the person giving the test if you will yeah. um <laughs> but but yeah that definitely and that's kind of gross part of it but
0: yeah that's not the vetting i thought i thought like std test and you're telling me it's just hotness like make sure you're not like a creep
1: well there's you probably know? like a scale it's like h- hot like they weigh the hotness against how many stds
3: Okay. Well, no, I don't or think they maybe, care no, about I, the STDs. I, they they, they assume you take care of yourself, so you just uh-huh. come if you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to come if you have some, like, raging gonorrhea or something. Like, <laughs> it's, like, they just hope you're not going to do that. But, like, you know, that's that's the risk you take if you decide to go to, hmm. sure. you know, that lane.
0: Come back with the chlamyd. <laughs> yes. Well, I have a question. Have you ever, you know, in your Diane Keaton having a Red Vine moment, yeah. have you ever seen someone at the party, like, mm-hmm. go up to a person or a pair, you know, yeah. trying to make it pop off? And then those people being like, no, thank you. Because yes, that's That my happened nightmare. to me, too.
3: That happened what? to me, too. So I, See, I walked scary in. To it, was, it was the time that I got recognized at the party. So, like, I, I mean, because I'm, I'm nobody. Right. And, like, you're somebody I walk, to me.
0: Well, thank you.
3: Thank you. We will be having the red vines in the corner together. Um, <laughs> let's talk about TV. Uh, but I, I walked in and I have this Golden Girls tattoo, right? And like I had the Golden Girls podcast yep. for years and years. And so people kind of knew me from that. And I, I walk in and the guy sees my tattoo and he's like, oh, 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 you're the Golden Girls guy. Now, meanwhile, <laughs> this gentleman was in a sling with a, with a man behind him having a moment (laughs) and another man in front of him having a moment and he literally took one of those moments out of him to Uh then to then communicate with me oh you're the golden girls guy and i was like yes yes i am (laughs) and and then he said um he said i'm a blanche and i was like I, I can tell yeah I literally was like we all are here buddy like this is <laughs> we're all Blanche here tonight like that's what this is oh, anyway my God. I figured you know I have fans like of course they're of course. gonna want to have fun and this looks like fun I mean there yeah. are contraptions here I love to swing I love a swing and <laughs> and so I, I I went to try to do it but they didn't they didn't want that they, they definitely pushed away the advance of me and I was just like yeah. well you're not getting this famous dick <laughs> <laughs> i'm Jesus. a dorothy tonight <laughs> <laughs> that oh is, my it's, so,
1: that just seems. i like should have
3: done night. a chronic fatigue syndrome episode where i just like stand up to him and be like you don't know how much you hurt me <laughs>
1: <laughs> it all sounds like a nightmare all of it
3: it is it is horrible it's actually horrible it is not i mean what i'm very sex positive so if you if that's your thing go do it and i do think sure. straight people should be more open to the idea of like different kinds of sexuality and relationships and how we work and how we can be with each other and not and still be sort of emotionally monogamous but also very open to the idea of like who we are as a people and you know, whatever, like, except how our journeys, if you will. I'm, and I'm jealous very...
0: and controlling, okay? okay. <laughs> so if you need to find yourself as a person, you're going to have to find and yourself I'm... with your damn self.
3: And I'm very lazy, so the idea of actually going out and doing anything else is like, just, no, I'm not going to, I would rather just stay, out. the housewives are on tonight, I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere, right, right. you know? <laughs>
1: it's, the, th- the thing is, you can't, this is something I think about a lot, is you can't help the time period you were uh, born into and how house- yeah. right? How that like formed you as a person. Yeah. So like like I Naomi and I are very open. Whatever someone else wants to do, Mm -hmm. go go with God or without God. However, you want to do it, (laughs) I think it's totally is totally. And as
3: Jews, we know what God we want to go to. Yes. Absolutely. Certain
1: Hashem. (laughs) Yes. Hashem, watch over us in the sex wing.
3: oh uh, god i love it was there a kippa on the door i can't go in not a kippa not a kippa uh oh help mezuzah me. mezuzah thank you yeah. <laughs> that joke failed uh, oh no well. okay. i knew what you meant though yeah, we i like the you. idea that you thank put,
1: you. I, I like the idea that you also put lamb's blood on it. <laughs> like, <sure.
3: laughs> there was this one hasidic jew who used to go in new york city um there's this bar called nowhere bar it's a gay bar on 14th mm. street i think it's still there hopefully it survived the pandemic and uh, there was a, a a group of Hasidic Jewish men who would often go to the gay bar to have, like, hookup moments and stuff. And I was like, I feel sorry for your wives that are definitely at home and probably know exactly what's going on. And because of that patriarchal moment, they can't do anything. But it, 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 it's, it's you know, the spectrum of sexuality is very interesting.
1: Yeah. 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 But, like, Naomi and I were formed in a time where it's like, yeah, you're monogamous. Yeah. You know, monogamy is king. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I yeah. can't like my brain. You guys watched Home Improvement.
3: Yeah, you're staying together. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. ABC. You know. ABC Friday nights. Yeah. Yes, Friday exactly. nights on ABC. I'm the no, Al. No, fuck Caroline and in the city.
3: We're watching Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's so
1: funny. I watched Caroline in the city. I did so not did watch. I. Home- I did not watch Home Improvement.
3: <laughs> oh You didn't. Oh, oh God. I did. God. Home Improvement. That was a horrible show. But I watched it. But JTT baby. Give me, me Leah oh Thompson as a
1: cartoonist. Wait, who? We oh, Caroline!
3: Oh, yeah. no. no, no, you lost me on that one. I, I do. I watched Caroline in the City, but I was more of a Suddenly Susan gal. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I watched that too. <laughs>
3: Kathy, I love Kathy. Love Kathy. Love, love Kathy, Kathy. Yes. from moment one. Yeah. Uh,
1: Nestor Carbonell, come on,
0: Nestor.
3: <laughs> but you're right, though. We are formed by sort of these like ideals of which I think is probably why for queer people it is so. Hard because like you know I was formed in the same way same kind of family as you guys were formed by like but also Mormon but I was Mormon yes yes extra and so, that's an extra layer it was an extra layer but we were like poor Mormons so like you know we were kind of normal like no. not totally normal <laughs> but like we couldn't afford to be totally hateful and conservative okay um, and, and 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 you know like and, and so like as a queer person you see these sort of things that we're all seeing as kids and so and it's like. Oh, well, that's not a possibility for me. So when I was a kid, probably why I had such a fucked up dating life was that I was just like, well, I'm just gonna be alone. I have to be alone. Because mm-hmm. like, clearly I can't have the things, the normal things that we're taught up to have as a kid. So I'm just gonna be cool and funny and alone and Diane Keaton and great. I'm wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and that was and maybe that's why I went in that direction. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of gay people are like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would imagine, yeah, yeah as you said, it's like very much. A g- generational thing even though again we're not old and there's also like if you had been born maybe even just like five years yep. later right like it yep. wasn't that much it's like we kind of came on the tail end yeah. of people uh you know and then suddenly kind of people started to realize gay people were people too yeah right yeah, yeah, but yeah. that didn't happen until like 98
3: fully <laughs> i always think like if i was a young adult like a really young adult like, I mean, like, 18, 19 adult, when Obama was first elected president, I feel like I probably would have had a totally different life. Like, a totally different life. Because I was paying, like, real taxes when Obama became president. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, real people taxes. (laughs) Like, I was thinking, like, rent and shit. And if I was a bit younger, and that generation, over the span of a very just short few years, had marriage equality, had the trans rights movements, had so many different things, gender identity coming into play, that the different ideas of relationships and spectrums of, of gender and all these different things, like, they've had so much that that they've become adults into, that they're, like, mm-hmm. they're looking at relationships in a completely different way. Right. It's right. kind of wild. Yeah, 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 totally.
0: Yeah, yeah um,
1: I, I'm, I'm really curious as to what, you know, when I have, I, I think things are better, although sometimes when I talk to, like, Younger queer people on my other podcast and I'm like well things must be much so much better for you They're like no No, I was bullied at school. No, like all the things that I think like must have changed But but, like have changed maybe in like big cities like around us, but I think the rest of the country Maybe I mean listeners tell us also the
3: spectrum of better is is very different because the idea bullying is there I mean Mm -hmm. that hasn't changed like that and also LGBTQ hate crimes We were just talking about this on the podcast last week Um, the numbers of LGBTQ hate crimes hasn't changed over the Mm -hmm. course of 20 years. Like, that number has pretty much stayed the same. So it's still going on amidst progress, amidst social Mm -hmm. progress. And so it doesn't mean it stops. It just means that the bullying that existed, that people may suffer from, these younger generations, at least then when they leave, they, they do have more options. If again, that's a privileged statement, if they are able to get out of the place that they are in. in. And there's a lot of factors that involve that, but that also is a socioeconomic thing. So it's, you know, whatever.
0: But no, but I do think there was this time again just like socially this is you know anecdotal not that it was a fact but it was mm-hmm. like i'm either going to new york city or san francisco yeah like you know like that was the only place i was quote unquote allowed yeah to be you know and i and i think that's what you're kind of saying like now yeah. you know there are more safe spaces for lack of a better term yeah there, there are, are spaces
3: in small districts where you know everyone knows someone who's queer even in small cities and nowadays especially and and they might not be the most socially accepted of places to be queer but there's somebody queer within your orbit, or you've seen somebody, or you've definitely seen someone on television at this point, and that's something that I could not have said growing up in uh-huh. Kirkwood, Missouri. Like there was nobody that I knew, although I knew a bunch of kids who, because I was the only gay one at my school, and I knew you a were bunch out of kids. As a little I kid? was out, yeah, oh, and. Wow and i knew that people would aim me cuz it was aim people would aim me <laughs> at night and like on AOL or whatever and they would talk to me because they couldn't they couldn't be seen talking to me at school cuz that uh, would make them gay huh. so then wow, 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 wow. and it was this whole juxtaposition of at school i'm this funny weirdo queer kid who you know i was overachiever and i like was in plays and got elected to stuff and i was like the funny guy so like i was quote unquote popular but never invited to things. Huh. And then the queer kids who probably would have benefited from being friends with me because they could at least had a safe circle and you know, people maybe whatever. Like it was a nice yeah. could have had a bubble. They still didn't feel comfortable talking to me in school. So it was just like this weird dance that I would have mm-hmm. to do a lot of times seeing people in the hallways being like, You you messaged me last night, but right
0: but you can't, you can't talk to me here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's so... That's kind of... I mean, not kind of, like, we know it's messed up, but that idea of, like, um, secret friendships, right? Yeah. Like, not even, you know, this is not even, like, we hooked up and can't tell anybody. This is literally, like, I don't want people to know. Especially because yeah. you were, as you said, like, popular in that you were someone everyone knew anyway. So yeah. I can't imagine that talking to you I don't know. I just like. I, just I don't know. Measure, like, I mean, he's. You're already like running for stuff. You're in the plays. Like, yeah.
1: You, Naomi. You have to. You have to like spend at least one day in a suburban high school.
0: I um, would love to. You know, I'm obsessed <laughs> yeah. with it. You have. Oh, to, I would love to, to see, see how, what's I would happening.
3: love to give how you fucking, a tour like, of my high school. Repressed
1: <laughs> everything is, and how yeah. just like, you know, if you don't fit into one of these certain cliques that were that were around, mm-hmm. it was like even though I think I went to one where like it was like a little permeable. Yeah. Like I, Where are I you from originally? Reading, Pennsylvania. Like, I had okay. friends that yeah. were on the football team, and I also had friends who were just, like, completely ostracized, yeah. like, metalheads kind of people. Yeah. So, like, and I just floated around. I had, like, my friend group. But, like, I I was not, I didn't fit into any of these groups, really. And it's alienating. Mm. Even yeah, if, yeah, like, you're not ostracized, it's still right. alienating. And it has a
3: lot also to do with your socioeconomic status, too. Because, like, My family did not have any money. And so I didn't fit in with the rich kids because there were a lot of rich kids in my district. I went to a Mm -hmm. very, I lived in a very sort of like upscale suburban neighborhood of St. Louis and there were a lot of rich kids and I wasn't one of them. So I had to like compensate with comedy and being funny Mm -hmm. and being whatever. And, and it was, it is this kind of dance you have to do knowing that like these cliques exist and they're not and clicks seem to be like a bad word, but there's there's even like the clicks of the non-popular kids were just as yeah. mean because, mm-hmm. they, I mean, it's like everyone was just mean. And, <laughs> and, and here I am floating and I was this arrogant piece of shit just being like, well, I'm just biding my time until I can get out of here because you guys are losers and I am <laughs> definitely better. So I am going to get out of this place as soon as possible. And that's exactly what I did. So, so you
0: knew that's. I love that you knew. I wish I had confidence. Oh
3: in girl, that. I knew when I was watching Oprah and like like <laughs> early, I was a little kid coming home from school watching Oprah and I immediately was like, I get this, which means I'm cool. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So
1: this whole conception that you had built for yourself or built for your relationship, your idea of like mm-hmm. what a relationship could be, I'm kind of curious about how did this, um, either Michael or how did you know the the that those couple years where you started to, like, reconfigure this? Like, what happened to change your idea? Like, oh, I could be in a relationship.
3: Yeah, I mean, so I, uh, so I moved out here like, to Los Angeles, and then within that week, I got cancer. And and then surgery and then, like, the chemo for that year. And it was, like, my my moving out to Los Angeles was not the Hollywood, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the Eat Your Hollywood story right. I wanted it to be.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize you stayed here the whole time. The I whole time. Want, I was going to okay. be in
3: St. Louis and I, like, where I was going to go back mm-hmm. and stay with my family. But there was a part of me that, like, just felt like everything was being taken from me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. Like, my work, my performing, my everything that yeah. i was just like okay well the one thing i can have is like i can be in la like that can be me you mm-hmm. know what i mean and mm-hmm. that i could control so i i stayed in la and with an what amazing chemo woman. drugs were you on oh so many drugs i well i mean the i had the chemo cocktail but then i also had all the edibles that i was having during <laughs> my chemo treatment in addition to all of the other side health side effects that came from chemo like yeah. losing all the teeth. so i had all the Dental problems that I had. Wait, to deal
0: what with. happened? I didn't know teeth came out. I thought yeah, I, was- I
3: lost a lot. So I was in a weird situation where um, I had I was on I didn't have insurance. Uh, you know, uh, when I, well, I initially didn't have dental insurance. I had health insurance, and so I hadn't gone to the dentist in like two years, three mm-hmm. years, and I didn't have horrible teeth or anything, but I needed work done. Mm-hmm. And the problem with chemo it depends on the type of chemo, but my chemo specifically um, was that it, it 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 impacts your bones, and so I a lot of the problems that I had with my teeth was then just doubly impacted by the bone loss, which is what the teeth okay. are. And then, so I lost a lot of teeth. I had to have a lot of teeth removed right before chemo. And then during chemo, I lost teeth. Oh, and so then After chemo, I had to have all this restorative dental work, which of oh. course is not covered by insurance because it's elective oh. because you can live without teeth. Um, and <laughs> I hate
0: this country so <laughs>
1: bad. Yeah,
3: yeah most of my most of my cancer debt comes from dental work to be honest wow. it's kind of insane <laughs> it's, more, it's kind yeah. of insane can
1: you yeah. imagine just like an actuary just sitting in an office somewhere just being like eh, yeah. you, you, you need three Yeah, you need <laughs> three
3: yeah. to chew meat and that. literally seat. they were like you didn't lose any in the front so you're fine you can and I was like the molars do the work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Yeah, what do you say like,
3: Yeah, it was it was oh, definitely so it was bad. definitely a very rough Jesus. 4 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, and Ooh, um, that was
0: all 4 years all in.
3: Well, most of it because yeah, I mean, I can I couldn't afford to do it all at once and then of yeah. course I was broke for most of it and then of course I had the mental I had like a bit of a breakdown after chemo because well, after sure. I was sort of done with chemo cuz I I felt like I was just kind of going on autopilot for a year. So those sort of four years, were just sort of a blur of Uh medical chemo crap. And, and, and I wasn't really working that much. And I wasn't performing that much. And I was kind of just like bouncing around. And that's when I sort of started the process of like figuring out sort of who I am both professionally, creatively, personally, like I started figuring that stuff out in a way, not like intentionally, it just sort of started to happen. So I converted to Judaism, which is the, we made the film Latter-day Jew, and that's what that's all about. And, and that was something I had been planning to do for a very long time. I mean, Neo and I, we had talked about that when, yeah, I think you came out here and visited once, yeah. Like before I, I remember, yeah. And and so I had been planning, and of course, Elliot. I'm really close with Elliot's family, and they they were sort of my <laughs> Jewish sponsors for years, <laughs> and, and they're just like good people. And and so shout I, out I, to I,
0: Larry and Sandy. I, ah, Larry and Sandy,
3: <laughs> love them so much. Um, he's a looker, uh, <laughs> and and then yeah. So I converted, and then that sort of started the process of me figuring out professionally what I wanted to be doing more of, and. I had had sort of like this weird sort of conundrum with stand up where I wasn't really responding to stand up in the same way I had previously cuz it felt very hetero and then it also <laughs> of the gay circles there felt to be very they felt to be clicky in a way that I didn't respond to and I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I could have sort of a voice so that's when drag sort of came in and helped fill that void there was a different way I could mm-hmm. perform and communicate um which was has been really great for me and and then of course you know then Michael came and it's it was sort of a it was, like, it was like a domino effect of like figuring out who I am in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, but I wonder if it was like, here, let me, let me throw this out there, see if, uh, you try it on for size, see if it works.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I hope this comes in plus size.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you were just so, so bereft at that point, like you didn't have the energy to resist who you were. I yeah. think a lot of people, I think this is how a lot of people figure themselves out, that they spend a lot of their lives resisting their essence. Yeah. Right, whoever they are at their core, and yeah. then at some point, they just run out of energy, and yeah. then who they are like
3: shines through yeah. yeah i I mean I do think there was a level of I got beaten down, and I just kind of got exhausted, pretending to mm-hmm. like things and people <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you know what I mean because I, yeah. I felt like especially in New York, I mean you guys can relate to this, like when you're doing the hustle of stand up in New York and just sort of trying to matter in a scene that is wonderful and amazing and I'm so grateful for it and I'm so grateful for the friends like you two and like there's so many people that I love so much from that that time in my life but I also look back at myself and I'm like that's not me that was mm-hmm. never me. I was just doing what I thought I should be doing to get staffed on a show or to get do the things that you're supposed to do if you're a stand up comic. You either right. become a personality and get famous, or you get staffed on a show, or you become like a like a, a writer's assistant. Like that's literally like the process that I thought I had to go down. Right. And and after chemo, it it sort of it sort of woke up the idea in me that I. I hate most of those things, and, <laughs> and and I hate most of of sort of the fake dealings with people, and I hate having this like massive network of people that I'm friends with. When it's like, no, I don't even like most of you, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. and and so it was really me finding the ability to say no, and just say no to things, and just to say like, that's not for me. I don't want that. I'm not going to do that. Like, I, and I kind of just got beaten down, and I didn't, and I I I don't feel like I'm fully at who i'm i don't think i'll ever be fully at who i'm supposed to be but like i do feel like i know myself a hell of a lot better now and i'm a lot more comfortable with myself now than i was i was desperately trying to stay skinny i mean so many different crazy things that i was doing to try to like exist in the way that everyone else was looking like they were existing you know yeah it sucks. oh yeah oh hell yeah and I can't, I, no, and that's why having people like, you know, you when you guys got together even, like, you, you have that moment. I remember, like, talking to you guys when you guys first got together and, like, oh that. We were young. Yeah, when you find sort of that person who you can kind of just, like, stop thinking of the other things. You know what I mean, and stop trying to be those other things, and stop yeah. trying to like mm-hmm. impress those other people, yes, or like yes, yes. you don't need to have like this is just your person. This is this is who you're with in the world, and the world must see you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 When yeah. your
1: when your spirit can stop sucking in its stomach.
3: Yes, that's wow. exactly it. We love that's that very metaphor. Much, you just Let's had just... an Oprah moment. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh my I got, god. I got,
1: uh, one per quarter.
3: You I love that it. I mean <laughs> I feel like Naomi's the gale here So what would that make me I'm the cook The cook? Yeah if you had an Oprah moment You, you obviously have right. to be the gale Because you're in the same room Of course yeah, so, yeah. Like <laughs> The
1: segment The, cook, the so, celebrity chef yeah, so The am I'm, chef, I'm,
3: I'm chef. The, Who's that fitness coach Who helped her run a marathon In, in under four hours Who is that guy? <laughs> I forget you No, know, I don't know. If on Oprah, yeah, he was like, I'm not yeah. paying attention. He's still with her. He's still with her too, by the way. That I'd still wild? be with Oprah too. <laughs> Nobody's in Oprah. Once you get in, you stay it You stay in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, Stedman?
1: <laughs> um This actually seems like a nice place to take a break. And when Ooh, we come yes. back, we're gonna answer your advice questions.
3: I love that
4: part. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed, So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, skims, basics, and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers. But I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray and it is so friggin soft and comfortable and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the dropdown menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. With H. Allen Scott, Henny, ready to handle your scandal so you won't be an American vandal. I'm just going
3: to see how far I, I can it. take I I it. I love it. So this is actually my favorite part, guys.
0: <laughs> all
1: right. We get questions from all over the world by <laughs> Gmail, Twitter DM, Instagram DM. But, of course, we love your voicemails the most. Naomi, what is that number? Do you Three. remember?
0: I think I remember, 323-524-7839. 3, 3, you got to keep your messages to under three minutes, honey, because you will get cut <laughs> off right at the juiciest part if you don't keep it right and tight. There is someone, <laughs> I
1: just got one today, where they had to call three times and even on the <gasps> third time they got cut off and then DM'd us and was like, hey, I think oh. I got cut off. Here's just the actual question.
0: <laughs> so wait, wow. three and it wasn't even a question? 9 oh. minutes so they couldn't
1: get a question in. Well no 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 they didn't like it wasn't like continuous. They just started over each time.
0: Oh
3: oh oh. oh, oh. I thought it
0: was like keep no, going, no, no, keep no,
3: no, going. No, no. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever broken up with someone over the voicemail? That that's when you need an extension of more than 3 minutes.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Um, sounds like a sex in the city episode save it for the reboot everyone all right
3: (laughs) and just like that
1: (laughs) exactly this is a voicemail i saved this one just for you h allen (laughs) all right here we go
5: hey naomi and andy huge fan here love what you guys do you give me life every time i listen to you guys um my name is Xander. i recently moved from the big city of cleveland to a small town in Kansas. Um, Started kind of meeting people on, you know, the dating apps. Uh, I am a homo, of course, so there's that. Um, So the pool in, you know, the Kansas towns aren't very big, of course, Um, but I did meet a seemingly nice guy and went on a few dates over, you know, the course of a few weeks and pretty much, you know, was dating. And about a month into it, um, I got a nice teaching job at one of the schools here, and one of the nights we have parent-teacher conferences, and a mother shows up with one of my students, and lo and behold, who walks in, but the guy that I've been going on all these dates with, who is also a local police officer. So, needless to say, the whole parent-teacher conference was slightly awkward with me and him kind of glancing at each other like don't you dare say anything type of feel to it (laughs) um i guess what i'm asking or wondering is do i just i'm not about being a homewrecker and if i had known this i would have never even gone on these dates of course um but i did grow to like this guy and build what i thought was trust and a relationship and now i'm just wondering do i just let it go, just kind of disappear, which, of course, makes it hard with the student being in my class. <laughs> or, I mean, obviously, I don't bring anything up to the wife because that's a whole another issue with everything and then worried about my job being in jeopardy and all that good stuff. Um, any advice, any tips, um, if I'm just being stupid and I need to cut this off ASAP, please just give me that hard truth um thank you guys so much for everything love you guys um keep doing what you're doing thanks bye okay
0: oh this was my favorite lifetime movie okay that I, is a oh thing my god. oh my god xander i need you to I, s- give the same voicemail to my other because i'm obsessed with you
3: is it xander xander's his name I thought right? xander yeah i thought i said xander too yeah oh my god well okay Oh, should I start? Can I start? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I, th- yeah, I fully agree. You, first off, I want him to like write this down in like <laughs> an email so that we can turn it into a pitch and like sell it lifetime. <laughs> like this needs to be it's so something. Good. Um, the first thing that I have to say is good for you for like moving, have, being brave enough to move into a small town and like be a teacher and like do those things and have have a teacher who is queer in a city that, in a small, I don't know what city you're in, but in a small city, because that is, like, so fucking commendable, so needed. We need different marginalized sort of different types of people different different races different sexuality different genders of people teaching in small communities because there is going to be a queer kid there or maybe a police officer who (laughs) is going to need that representation in that community so that is like he's doing the lord's work and i commend him so much for that um that said oh my god this sucks like this sucks first off screenshot Every single deck yes. pic, screenshot every single text message, make sure you have everything you need. Because as Wendy Williams says, you always got to keep an eye out for the killer. And th- I'm not yes. saying that he's a killer, but I'm saying that you need to have some backup evidence. He is a cop, honey. If, he, if, can, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. he, can,
0: he can plant evidence on your house, yes. in your car. Next thing you know, you're away all. for a murder you didn't commit. Save, not it, all. Just, look, save hey, it all. Look, Look, if we're, if we're
1: going this down this path, not just save it all, print it out, put mm-hmm. it in an envelope
0: and give yes. it to a
3: lawyer. Yeah. And save
0: if you don't hear from me, or if I die, open this up.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. Very a time to kill.
0: Yes. <laughs> call the,
1: and you also ha- also have to check in with the lawyer once a week, or that, or the it lawyer has to, to put. It to the press. Yes. It goes to the, or you put, the lawyer has to put it online. Yeah. Oh you have to call God. every Friday at 2 p.m. with a code word.
3: That is just, this is such like a, and I also kind of feel bad for the cop, even though he's a total douchebag for lying and not representing himself properly and not just being honest. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this Xander guy, he sounds like a really nice guy. He probably would have had empathy for him if he was, you know, a closeted person in a marriage that he knows is not good and all of these things. But instead he put on this charade and like took this poor guy with him. So, you know, I feel bad for him. But at the same time, I think Xander, get away from that. Like and i hope you teach like younger kids so that the that kid will yeah. be like in middle school and you don't have to deal with these parents ever I again know. in just a few short years or something cuz like just drop him even drop though there's probably him. a small pool of people in Kansas like either it's there's 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 so many different ways that we can have relationships right now, and so many different types of relationships. That like, sure, they might not be in the same city, but like, you can communicate and have really sort of sustaining relationships with people in all over the country. H. Allen
0: Xander wants to have sex. I know he does. You you can still have sex.
3: Message. You can can still have sex and have an emotional connection with people in other parts of the country too. Like, it doesn't. What I'm saying is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a one body, one person in your bedroom all the time. Like, if you live in a small area that there is a lack of availability for that. You have to think creatively sometimes in order to mentally sustain. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, yes, I do know what you mean. I also wonder this too when you're saying going on the apps. And you t- and and I wonder if this happens like can you post on an app like looking for friends or is that like not because the part of me is like i think maybe instead of finding hookups first maybe meet Mm -hmm. some people and they could lead you to more guys yeah Yeah. find a community yeah if you get with a group and then you start to meet and like i mean
3: go ahead the looking for friends often is means just hookups like that's the code word (laughs) is just like that's usually what it means that way you can tell they're not looking for a relationship that said that is a way and i have many friends that i found through the apps over the years that i'm still very friends with today that that they just became really good friends that it started mm-hmm. out with sex which is very much the gay hello and then <laughs> you move into you know brunch with you know <laughs> hanging out in the future and just being yeah. friends for the rest of your life yeah, yeah, and like yeah. that's kind of, but that said that's a privileged urban area Mentality and where Xander is, I, I'm sure he doesn't have necessarily that.
0: No, he doesn't have a lot. And look, you're a teacher, so I know you're up early and stuff. But the other thing I know <laughs> from you know suburban life is, for a lot of people, driving two hours isn't a big deal.
3: Yeah, like, oh to yes. me it
0: is. But like if you live in a small town in Kansas, you may drive two hours just to get to Target. When I so lived I in St. Louis, you drive to get a man.
3: People would come to gay bars and if I was performing at a bar in St. Louis or something, there would be guys who were driven who would drive for like two hours from the middle of nowhere Illinois or Missouri just yeah. to come to a gay bar. Like yeah. And that because there wasn't an a, there wasn't anything yep. in their area, and it's right. I would be like, oh, you came for me, but no, they just <laughs> needed a gay bar. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, and that's why I said you wake up early, meaning you're not gonna want to do that necessarily. You're not you know, gonna want to do night. that, yeah. But maybe a week, one, maybe like one weekend, you're like, let me just go that's see what what's I, outside of here.
3: That's what I mean by having sustaining sort of almost digital sexual relationships with people in other parts that you can find on the apps in other parts of the country and even world and that way then on the weekends you can satisfy a need that you need and maybe even meet someone who would be willing to drive to you some weekends or some weekdays or whatever right, like you right, can right. find you can need find the that that there's a but but have that that digital outlet during the week that you can have that connection
1: Here's a here's a question so this cop who is I don't know what... I don't know if he's bi or gay, whatever his situation yeah. is. He's repressing it in some way, right? Because he is, yeah. you know... In, yeah, having secret relationships having with his children. Tra- yeah, I don't know teacher. how
3: much he's repressing it as much as he's just being a lying douchebag.
1: Right. Yeah. But I'm just kind of curious, like, how... H- do you have any thoughts about how Xander can break it off without... Like, I'm just trying to think about. like... Like, to me, that person could become volatile,
0: right?
3: I mean, Yeah. I, I don't. Th- I think. I think him showing up at the parent-teacher conference is means it's broken off. Like, it's yeah, like, that's,
0: that's my question. I'm like, what happened since you sent this? But the way Xander said, he was like, should I leave it alone? Which implies that maybe he hasn't left it alone.
4: Like, they maybe. It, well, if these guys are any,
3: if these guys are anything like some of the guys I used to hook up with back in the day, who were sort of like on the DL, they. Th- they're if they find something good meaning redi- readily available sex or a thing that they can satisfy that scratch they need itched then they will keep coming back so so xander will have to at some point ignore the text leave him on red leave yeah. him alone like let him yeah. be there and the, he is i mean he i don't I, he is a police officer which that's me implying a lot because i don't he might be a nice person i don't know but <laughs> like he he does have a lot of baggage that xander doesn't need to deal with in this new city as the awesome gay teacher and his new school like he doesn't need this baggage he doesn't it would be a dream for him to may to marry that local gay cop you know what i mean like that would be awesome but like that's not gonna happen and so he needs to just ignore this person and if this person won't take him being ignored if he won't get the hint that he's being ignored well then xander's gonna have to be like listen this is not gonna work and right. this is why, X, Y, Z. And then make sure you have that manila folder with all those printouts. <laughs> because, girl, you need to save that shit. The killer is out there. I
0: know. It's, I mean, and I will say this is fun. I mean, look, because he said they went on some dates. Like, they were dating. Yeah. So They had sex,
3: though. No, no I know.
0: But sex. I'm saying, like, Mr. Cop, you knew you was coming to Xander's school, if not yeah. his classroom, before you came. Yes, and Mr. To me, Cop, I gave you all the clues. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm just even like that, where I'm like, you should have, like,
1: did it, but did the cop? Did the guy know that he was going to a parent-teacher conference? Do you think? Like, I don't think was, he like, knew. I don't think. I don't he think. Knew. I don't think he uh, did. I think. Uh, it, I think he would have figured out some way to get out of that. Yeah. Like, this, right, like, right, right, right those guys are like, oh, there's a. <laughs> um, someone shooting then downtown Uh, I got a go honey
3: (laughs) (laughs) those guys are I don't think he knew at all because those guys are the ones who want to protect their secret at all fucking costs and we know cops love secrets and (laughs) they so like there's no way he's going to walk into that just for fun unless he gets off on the humiliation which there are people who get off on that shit
0: Now, I doubt with his kid and wife there. But you would also think... He's a sub now. I know. It's not that. But I mean, like... (laughs) Don't bring your child up in here. Your child is trying to do some math. And you up in here, bring him into your sexual games. I wonder what the kid's like. Absolutely
3: not. I feel sorry for the the wife, too, to be honest.
0: But I think that... Yeah, I would assume, as you said from the beginning, like you assume it is over. Because I can't imagine... Why would he want that? Yeah, especially like... As, as you said too, Xander. Like you know, you teach his kid, so it's like he's a
3: liability. Xander is a liability a, for this guy's livelihood. So like, and
0: he's a liability for Xander because if yeah. Xander does one thing this guy doesn't like, or the guy feels like yep. his his secrets are threatened, mm-hmm. he could say. You know, this. maybe the town doesn't know Xander's gay. Who knows, right? Or, like, the school. Like,
3: who knows? Well, I think Xander's out. I mean, we heard the voice. Xander's out. Xander is a homo. Xander, (laughs) you are out, and you are proud, and I love it. And I love it. And you should DM me, and I will say, I love you. Thank you for what you are doing. You're not getting nudes. But I... I think Xander is totally out, and that's why he's awesome. This is the world I'm creating for Xander, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we. He's love like two
3: Wang right? Fu coming to, the, like, the small town <laughs> and whatever. And he's like, I'm going to teach the children here what they need taught. And he goes <laughs> in, and he is just this out representation of, like, what – this future can be for some of these kids who might feel alone in a moment. And Xander is that teacher. Even if that kid can't say anything to Xander, Xander is the representation. So I think Xander should just stand there, teach that class, give those kids hope, and tell that police officer, you don't want to come near this because guess what? This is a pride parade here.
0: We are out and we are proud.
3: That's what I think.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh, we love right. you, Xander. Please keep us up to date. We yeah. do
3: love... I want to know more. We I want to know
0: everything, hey, look, Xander.
1: There's something we love on this show, and it's called a follow-up. We do. Um, feel free. Any like DM, voicemail again, we want to <laughs> know. HL, you got time for one more?
3: Time. I have all of the time <laughs> in the world. <laughs>
1: Do you You think I leave my house? No. (laughs) Do you have another 10 minutes? All right. Uh, (laughs) This is another voicemail I thought uh, would be good. It's about stand-up, so I I thought you guys might be into it. All right. Here we go.
4: Hey, Andy and Naomi. This is LD, pronouns she, her. Um, I was just calling because I just um, did my second open mic. And um, I just wanted some advice in the comedy realm. I really want to write, but I know you have to do stand-up to, like, get in the world or whatever, so yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm black and gay, so sometimes I do jokes that are black or gay and sometimes both, and sometimes the crowd will be with me and then I'll say one of these jokes and then they just I just get stares. And I don't know if they aren't, you know, connected to the material, like they can't relate or if it's just not funny Um, I did improv for a few years, so I'm used to people not laughing or getting (laughs) serious about anything like that, it's just I don't know if I can work on the joke or if, you know, I don't get any feedback. So I was just wondering if, maybe that's just something, you know, everyone deals with when they first do stand-up, but I was wondering if maybe I should try to be more accessible, or if there are more alternative open nights in LA, I, I... couldn't really find any if you know of any please let me know where they're at um that could be fun but um yeah just any advice on that realm would be um helpful and i just want to say that i love the podcast and i miss the live shows so hopefully those will start up again and i can go to one of those um thanks for listening bye
0: Okay, this is not a relationship question, but you're very lucky LD that you got in under the wire because this is you know this podcast is not for stand-up advice. I've said that's
1: not fair. I have said before on the show we've opened it up to any kind of advice.
3: So Well, and also you? you are kind of you're you're kind of like it, stand-up is very much a relationship-based thing. You're married to it. Like it is what you 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 know what i mean <laughs> it's in your relationship regardless of what you're doing so like yeah well, sure. i was gonna to say you.
0: like your relationship with yourself you know by yeah. the way stand-up's not the only route
1: to becoming a writer you could no. also go to an ivy league school
5: <laughs> yes yeah yeah
3: or you can That's be your... related to someone famous
0: <laughs> right yeah,
3: you could, yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah. will also do or it. you could
0: become friends with somebody who's yeah. famous and like maybe yeah. And then they just like having you around, so then they put yeah. you on payroll just right. so they can mm-hmm. see your face. Like when, yeah. I, uh, when I wrote for
1: Cedric's Barber Battle,
5: uh-huh.
1: he had, I think I said this on a, a previous episode, but he had hired all of his friends to be the writers, and uh-huh. they were just his friends, and they were not writers. So <laughs> they also had to hire me and another guy to actually write the show.
3: Mm-hmm. It was two I, white
0: boys sitting in a windowless room. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh I've jokes. been there. I I was on a show that the they hired all of like the, their friends and they needed. There was literally it was they, there was like a gay storyline on the show. They hired me because I'm gay, and I was the only minority on set. Literally, there was no people of color. There were no women. It oh was just God. me. I represented everybody. <laughs> oh and no. I, was, I did. I didn't do it well. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I represent all minorities very well. I'm just fine no, with being huh. the one minority I am. Right. <laughs> and
1: this yeah. is for the show. Looking. <laughs> yes.
5: yes. yes.
3: <laughs> what a horrible show! Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It was a bad show. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what was her name? I forget her name. I'm sorry. I think
0: she's. LD. I think she said LD, right?
3: Yeah. I I think. Think. And so I
0: think like this idea though of. When you get into black stuff or gay stuff, you're not getting a response. And so you're kind of like, well, is it the joke or is it the like content or, or the subject matter? I mean, or I is think the subject every matter?
3: every mar- like anyone who's in a minority group. And I mean, Naomi, you can probably relate to this as well. Like I've had it with with gay jokes and like being queer on stage and stuff that you always go through this about mm. like how how do I relate to an, a mainstream audience, meaning a white, right. straight audience, Yeah, um, which sucks, but that's what, that's what that means, and yep. how do you relate, do you, do you change your comedy to relate to them, or do you, in my case, be the queer, flamboyant person you are in a straight room, or you, know, you tell your personal experience of being a black woman, or you tell, whatever it is, and it's, uh, I mean, have, what, when you were starting out, did you have that, because I definitely did.
0: I mean, I definitely had it. I think that, you know, years of private school taught me how to relate to the whites. So I kind of knew how to, I literally like, I think naturally just for survival, I've learned how to kind of like. roast you but you find it charming kind of so i Mm kind of knew what i needed to kind of but at the same time i still get it from audiences like recently i performed in irvine california orange Mm -hmm. county Mm -hmm. you know very white republican i was very nervous i was like are they gonna like my material because i literally talk about white women every chance i get and but the thing is i ain't got nothing else to talk about there's yeah. no backup act, so you got if you're on board and you're not. and I've certainly yeah. had moments where you know, ten minutes has felt like thirty. You know what I mean or thirty minutes mm-hmm. has felt like a lifetime because they're not giving it to me. Yeah. but the only way you're gonna know if it's the joke itself is by doing it over and over and over mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know open mics, um, but there're definitely websites that have them listed, but it's like there are rooms like when you like
3: there oh, there's are rooms. I don't know if my so many either, young, are. like yeah.
0: queer kids doing stand up nowadays yeah. where it's like, you can find rooms where you're not the only one.
3: And do, I mean, do what I did when I moved to New York. When I was in New York starting, I moved from Chicago to New York and I, I too had done the horrible, horrible experience of doing improv in Chicago and, mm-hmm. and, and then moving to New York and realizing that improv sucks. And, <laughs> and, and, and I knew I wanted to be alone on stage doing jokes. And I went to every single show I could. I was not performing. I just went mm-hmm. and I wrote down, literally in a fucking notepad, I wrote down every performer's name And then I went and I followed them on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was just so that maybe I could message them and be like, oh, what are the rooms? What are the places I can go? Comics that I responded to, gay comics, female comics. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I would, I, the ones that I thought like I would get along with, which I mean, no offense, Andy, but I would never contact a straight white guy. I would (laughs) never, I never slid into their DMs ever. It was always gay or women. That was like what I would do. Um, And, and 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 try to create this sort of almost digital community for myself so I knew sort of the scene a little bit better and knew of the alt rooms that I could go to to maybe try to perform. But I know for me, I really struggled because I never did well in gay rooms, like queer gay mm-hmm. bar stuff, because I think I didn't ever treat being gay as special. It was always just sort of like who I am and part of my identity. And so I didn't have to quote unquote come out at the top of every set you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of gay comics who sort of take that sort of minstrel show and they do that sort of I mean that uh, is offensive but like it is sort of what I feel (laughs) that 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 they do that in that sort of like they have to come out at the top of their set so that everything else that follows has to be this sort of gay it gets better moment or whatever and I never really responded to that that wasn't me I'm just I am just me And I'm on stage as a personality telling you my slice of life in the way that it is. And I know that a lot of straight people aren't going to get it, but they might find it amusing and funny and different and I might remind them of some gay person that they know. And (laughs) and I I sort of took a Nathan Lane approach in the birdcage where it was just sort of like, I can't be who I'm not. And so Mm -hmm. I have to just exist in the way that I feel I am and hope that like, okay, you know, maybe someone will relate to it or if they don't laugh, well then fuck it. There'll be another show where someone laughs. I'm not going right. to be pressed about it, you know. Right. Well but what will, what makes her different is amazing.
0: Well, but I will say this too though. For some, you know, you call it minstrelsy, but I do feel like there has been a shift in comedy where you know, we're sort of praising more personal comics, right? Yes. and yeah. people who, you know, very much present their identity and their yep. identity is sort of the crux of the act. You know kind yeah. of, So I do see people where' it's like, you say who you are in Parks. It's almost like, it's not a game, but sort of the, it, that's going to be the theme of this piece. yeah, is whatever yeah. part of me, you know, as you said, what makes you different? The light yeah. motif. The yeah.
3: motif.: The motif. The motif. Absolutely. Exactly. I think. I mean. I think it's important. And I, I. I never think you should try to. You know, mainstream your stuff. Just be. If you don't, unless you want to. Unless. I mean, honestly, like, there's nothing wrong with being mainstream either. If you want to do comedy that, like, if you want to do Ellen DeGeneres comedy from the '80s and like <laughs> do basic shit that every single person in the world can just sort of laugh to, you know, then fine. That's great. Yeah. Cash your, your
1: checks. Yes. Yeah, Cash your checks. I grew up on Rosie O'Donnell and Ellen. Yeah, I grew well, up they hosted an a vH1 yeah. stand-up show mm-hmm. that I would watch religiously <laughs> yeah Sunday yeah. I think Sunday afternoons or Saturday afternoons oh uh, Rosie was Afternoon? so good stand-up? Rosie yeah. was
3: so good when she wasn't when she didn't have the talk I mean I loved her when she had the talk show I adore Rosie O'Donnell but mm. her stand-up from the late 80s early 90s oh that was good yeah I it. yeah I, haven't seen yeah. It. I should it really cool so
1: it. yeah so there's nothing wrong with with like playing to a mainstream audience no there's, I think there's something wrong with Changing who you are. Exactly. If it's not
3: authentic to you, because that was authentic to them in a lot of ways at that time. Maybe not now, but it really was to them at that time. And allow yourself to grow and change.
0: Well, exactly. And I think you're also, you know, the process of just starting stand up, you know, I feel like there is who you are. And there's who you are on stage, meaning mm-hmm. how you present yourself yeah. to a mass group. The mm-hmm. way I would engage with somebody one-on-one is very different than the way I would engage to mm-hmm. fifty pairs of
3: dead eyes staring <laughs> at me or the way know, I engage with city is different. How I engage as people as H. Allen on stage, like it, there's just there's a difference. There's a difference yeah. to the type of performance I'm doing on stage, and that's okay.
0: And that's okay. But I'm like, so you know, also be nice to yourself. You haven't gotten yeah. some laughs on some of this stuff, but you're probably maybe just figuring out how do you tell it right? Like maybe you got to rearrange something or, you know, you put it more of a setup into something that to make it really pop and, you know, that kind of thing, you know, and you'll know, look, you'll know, you know, if you're in front of an audience of like a a bunch of white dudes, which, you know, if that's your open mic experience, I really hope not. But, you know, if that's your audience, you might need more of a setup than if you were in front of a bunch of women or in front of a a bunch of black people. And that's like, and that's something I have had to do too. Like I Mm -hmm. know, I have jokes, but then I know when I'm in an, in front of an audience, usually for me it's like an older crowd. Yeah. Where I have to like, okay, I got to set this up or I got to go a little slower or mm-hmm. I got to like try to engage them more. Like, tell me about yourself to then mm-hmm. get to what I really want to do. But those yeah. are the things you figure out. Do you do the that way. with
3: crowd work? I always do it with I crowd work. I don't really
0: work. do much crowd work. No. Because it's, it's not their time. It's my time. Yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I it's oh, like, see.
3: I, I love that though. I love the ability to sort of like talk with someone and then find that one thing that like what just what she did what uh what she did in her question where i mean how funny is it that she set up her journey of starting stand-up because she realized that she's used to people not laughing in improv like <laughs> it was it was like the funniest little line i think she needs to turn that into a joke because that is so funny to me and when you communicate with someone do, doing crowd work and they give you that nugget mm-hmm. like you can riff on that on so many levels. It's I don't so have, much fun. I
0: don't have your riff gift. I don't have a gift for riff. <laughs> a gift for riff. Ugh. I wish.
1: I wish. There, I think there is, like, when you become kind of assured in yourself mm-hmm. and in your identity, mm-hmm. I think there is something more powerful about being that on stage yeah. and bringing people in uh-huh. as opposed to, like, your Seinfelds. Yeah. Who, like, I mean, obviously, like, Seinfeld's act is so kind of... Um,
3: uh, basic? the word I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> I was going to say hegemonic. Like, he created... Okay. He, like, really, yeah. like...
3: That's you, a $20 you know. word, too, though.
1: <laughs> a basic. <laughs> yeah. A basic.
3: But no, because it's not like... Well, you were saying, Naomi, like, you're, you know, you, it's your time, not their time. But it also is kind of, like, you're not there to necessarily like make them like you you're there to do what you do which is like perform and you can't control necessarily how they react to you you mm-hmm. can just only do you and if you're doing you and you do it over time where you figure out sort of how you do you best they will laugh they will mm-hmm. laugh right it's just right. that yeah that it will come yeah yeah, yeah. Right. that's
1: what i was trying to say like when yeah. you figure it when you have that confidence in that in yourself,
3: exactly. Then
1: they like. Then that might be the. A lot of stand up. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. But yeah. a lot of it's confidence. I mean, obviously, it's like it's you all. Know, it's like all a lot confident. of it's you know. It's Put the funny concrete. part last. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't well, know then the you, And then, then it, you kind like, of
3: get to a point where like you. Can, I mean, even just with me as Sadie, like you go out there and because I have all of those years of training in New York and I have all those years of sort of just like doing my own thing, I feel like now even at my mediocre. I'm still going to get a laugh. Like uh-huh. I'm still, I'm still going to be passable. No one's going to go home and be like, "Oh, she bombed." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to have that because I have that foundation of I know who I am on stage. I know how right. to deliver on stage. And if I'm not having a great day, I'm going to deliver in a really basic way. And you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to remember a lot about me. But you're also not going to talk very bad about me. Right? And that right. is a professional <laughs> comedian.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so
3: true. You also, know.
1: go back and time and somehow become the child of a famous person
3: yes (laughs) that will help you dearly that's not the only requirement but it will help you dearly
0: (laughs) it can be the only anyway um so we want to stay positive ld you got this keep trying I love it. Searching out mics and find, you know, if there are any other have you do you have any other friends who are into stand-up? Maybe you guys can make it like a thing you do together.
3: Like we want to go to yeah. a mic together. What city
1: did LD say they were in? I think LA. Here. Oh yeah, LA? yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
5: Oh. And
1: also
3: so many mics closed down because of the pandemic. So like yeah. the world is your oyster. Start your own fucking mic.
0: That's true. You know you got, what I mean? You know somebody with a backyard? You get yeah. a mic.
3: Have a mic. <laughs> you only need 12 people. We've performed for less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too real. Uh, 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 yeah. I've thrown on a laundry mat once for like four people.
0: Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> yeah. Not for you personally, but for stand up in general. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I just sure. stand up in Los Angeles
3: yeah no, no that was, was that in New York, New York. right yeah a- there used what? to be a laundry
0: room show yeah. I never yeah, was, I never went there but I yeah, knew the room show
3: I also performed once at a suicide prevention fundraiser and they told me I couldn't tell jokes about suicide but that was the only requirement right. and I showed up at the fundraiser and like nobody was there and of course the first joke that came to mind was where is everybody I guess I guess <laughs> we know and Jesus, ah! and I mean <laughs> because like no one was in the room I know that's horrible I'm sorry um but I didn't get paid for that show <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, child,
3: Yeah, this can a, I just say so much fun?
1: Damn oh, delight! Guys, I they love both delight. of you
3: so much. I have to say this right now. Both of you are like salt of the earth. And when when Ooh. when you guys moved to Los Angeles, it was just such like a because Michelle Buteau and Heiss had left when you guys kind of moved, and it mm. was this sort of like. You know, you guys are friend family. You're you're people, you're you're the touchstones of people that I know from a different life that are here now. And it's like a nice little... And it was so sad when Michelle... I was so sad when Michelle left because, you know, she's such a good friend. And it was was sort of this, like... It makes me emotional, but it's nice to have that sort of friend family in the world. Yes, family. Yes, that you can turn to when you need... Things or you can not, and it's fine. It's just, yes. it's, you it's just nice, you know.
1: <laughs> you let me address when I needed. To I did, board. yes, I did. <laughs> I, I did hope you looked show.
3: amazing right before the pandemic. Never, I think, right?
1: Yes, I still have it because
3: keep it. It's yours. It's <laughs> <Because> yours. No, <laughs> oh, it's. All yours.
0: it's a, we have to give you back the sundress. No, no. no I, want, I want you to
3: wear it, and I want you to like wear it on Halloween or something. <laughs>
0: I, I, Andy's what, what I learned that game show is that I cannot pull it off. He's, he doesn't have the he doesn't have <laughs> he the swag. Do not, do he does not. not he that. doesn't know how to serve. You're know, probably like
3: serve. me in heels. I don't have that swag. I gotta
0: wear chunky. Okay, <laughs> 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 right. hey, you guys. Hope you like this episode, and we'll see you next week.
4: Bye.